From deep in the Burbank Media District, it's time for another edition of My Burbank Talks, presented by the staff of My Burbank. Now, let's see what's on today's agenda as we join our program. Hello, everybody. Craig Sherwood here with you, along with Craig Derling. Oh, wait a second. Craig has a day off for Christmas. And Ross Benson. Oh, Ross Benson also has the night off. They're both spending Christmas with their families, which they should be doing. I myself, being an adopted orphan, have no family, so I have no drama. That's okay. I have no problems. Anyhow, I get to spend the night with you. Isn't that great? I hope you think it's great. Anyhow, if you're listening live, thank you. If not, hopefully we'll uh, have an interesting show for you. We're going to do a little different premise than usual. Usually we have the week that was and the week that will be, but because we're at the end of the year, I thought we'd change it up and go to the year that was, part one. And next week we will do the year that will be. So hopefully we'll have our crew back with us next week and they can chime in. But basically, I'm going to give you a recap of the last 12 months in Burbank, what went on, and for our sleepy little town that people think nothing ever goes on in our city, you would be surprised. So, here we are. Studio's empty except for myself, of course, and we are going to get at it right now. Going back to January, January of 2023, most of us woke up to find that our Rose Float had won the Queen's Award at the Herman Arose's Parade. And once again, the Queen's Award is a very prestigious award, and we're really happy they won. Uh, our new float is about done now, and hopefully it's going to be, it'll be on the road in a week from today. Actually, it'll be uh, um, on the parade a week from today. It'll be on the road this coming Sunday night as it leaves the public service yard under the Olive Overpass and escorted by police the destination. So hopefully they do well. Um, Mayor Anthony gave the, a key to the city to Janet Deal in January, and very, very well deserved. Janet Deal's been a, a very dedicated city volunteer for many years, used to run the coordinating council, and, and uh, always involved in a lot of things. Real great person. Adam Schiff. Announced his run for the U.S. Senate. Yes, our congressman right here from Burbank, Adam Schiff, will probably be the next senator from California. Along, well, who knows? Hopefully, he'll do. Uh, he'll beat Steve Garvey out. I'm a little interested that Steve Garvey is running. I always called him the father of our country since he'd had so many kids. So maybe he's trying to be president one day. Who knows? Anyhow, so Adam Schiff announced his uh, run. Laura Friedman then announced her run for Congress for Adam Schiff's seat. That should be interesting. And right on the heels of that, Anthony Portertino, our state senator, also announced his run for Congress. Now, I kind of thought that Laura Friedman would probably run for Portertino's seat and Portertino for Schiff's seat. Well, they both are going for Schiff's seat. So one of them will be out of politics at the end of this year, or end of next year, I should say. So that, that'll be an interesting dynamic during the year. Watch out for a lot of campaigning. I'm sure you'll see them at every event now. Uh, 
Burbank began in the process of possibly changing their elections to districts. This is when the council first started taking it up, and they started to talk about it. And it's a, a year-long saga, which has still not been resolved, which we will, of course, get into later in this show and next week in part two. Burbank also announced they're going to change the configuration of San Fernando to a single lane, to one way, single lane, one way traffic from Angelino to Magnolia. So if they said on January, it's supposed to be completed by August. I don't think it's completed yet, but um, they are going to have one lane of traffic only, one way, coming down Angelino toward Magnolia. So hopefully that's supposed to help the dining and everything else. So that was it, kind of it for uh, January. We'll move on to February. Verdugo Recreation Center was renamed. Renamed to the Mary Alred Recreation Center. For those of you who knew, you know, we, we all went to the gym at Verdugo Park over the years, and uh, we just called it, you know, you know Verdugo or, or Verdugo Park. We really didn't think about the all the rest of it out there, the log cabin and the tennis courts and the pool and everything. You know, to us, you know, Verdugo, the gym, the gym was the, the place to go. Uh, back in the days, of course, when, when uh, Vicky DiPaolo was there, and and it, it was always a place we went to. And now it's Mary Alred Recreation Center. So I'll probably still call it Verdugo, but good for Mary. We think she, you know, she deserved that. Also, our police helicopter made a precautionary landing in the soccer fields just off the 134 and 5 freeway. They had a, a warning light come on, and, and when that happens, they have several areas all around their patrol areas that they have already, you know, figured out, hey, if something goes wrong, these are areas we can land in instead of trying to go all the way back to the uh, heliport. You know, in, in Burbank's case, it'd be the Burbank Airport. But they just thought it was safer just to sit down immediately. And absolutely. So um, they sat down there and, you know, a lot, also, you know, just so you know, all the high schools have been designated as emergency landing zones too because they have those big football fields. So all the, you know, the high schools are a good spot for them to also sit down and Hopefully it wouldn't be during the day when people were out there. Um, a team was arrested for a for DUI after a serious accident at Hollywood Way and San Fernando sent through the hospital. Uh, evidently there was a teen who was drinking, underage drinking, and driving a car with, with buddies in it, and they hit a, a pole on San Fernando and Hollywood Way. Fire department had to come out and use the jaws of life. To extricate them and uh, from the vehicle, and nobody received any fatal injuries. But once again, you know, another thing about you know underage drinking and driving, and you know, sad that it happened. One good news in February was the city council approved a substantial pay raise to our firefighters. We'd had a lot of problems with firefighters bolting for their cities and getting better pay, and. We're losing experienced people. We're losing paramedics. We're losing a lot of, you know, a lot of experience in, in the, the fire department. And the city council stepped up and made sure that the fire department had a great package. Uh, they're very happy with the package. And we don't see firefighters leaving anymore now. They may be retiring at the end of their, their time, but they're not leaving for other cities, which is really a good thing because we really want to keep them here in Burbank. 
Colony Theater had Calvin Berger for a very successful um, run, and it was it showed the strength of the Colony Theater, and that was a, interesting back in February. Let's move on to March. At March, there was an incident at Burbank High with a sexual predator showed some of the security flaws of the school. Basically, the, the, the person was able to walk in through a gate near the parking lot. And, you know, in the mornings, it's, it's easy to get onto the campus. And uh, I don't think anybody was at fault. It was just a, probably a, a problem with security as far as not having the, the proper security in place to handle it. Um, and they've since changed all their, their policies at Burbank High, you know, and are requiring students to carry ID and everything else to show it on the campus, it, it, which is probably good. You know, it, it's, uh, it's a shame that kind of thing had to happen. Providence St. Joseph Medical Center received the 2023 Patient Safety Excellence Award. So good for Providence St. Joseph's is our, our hospital here in Burbank. We've done a lot of, a lot of expanding lately, a lot of modernization. Their ER, they have the cancer center. They have a lot of different things there, which, you know, they're, they're really keeping on top of and are becoming a good community member as far as, you know, things go. And, um, so we're happy for them. You know, we, we always say that's Cadillac of hospitals. Um, they're not a trauma one center like, uh, Holy Cross or County SC, but um, so they really don't handle things like gunshots and serious accidents, things like that. But boy, if you have a heart attack or stroke or something, that's that's the place you want to get taken to. That they are the best at what they do there. Wonder Woman came to Burbank and made her appearance in the form of a statue at the Warner Brothers tour. It's uh, it's on their property on uh, um. On Warner Boulevard in front of the tour office, so you can go out there anytime and walk up to it. You don't have to pay anything for it; just walk up to it and and get your picture taken with it. it she joins the Batman statue that is uh, at um, Palm in San Fernando. So, if you'd like to see the, uh, you got Batman now, and and of course you've got Wonder Woman. And I hear that later this year, which we will talk about next week, they're going to have the. Um, Green Lantern join. We were kind of hoping it would be Superman, but I guess uh, they're waiting on that one. Also in March, Constantine Anthony, our mayor at the time, announced his campaign for county supervisor. Um, we know that Catherine Barger, who is our supervisor of the 5th District, is up for re-election and is running for re-election, so he may have a tough time of that. Um, but she will term out after this cycle. So we'll see if he continues the, if he's using this as a practice run or if he's actually, you know, what, what's going on. So, so that, that's our, that's one of our two, our two council people in Burbank who are looking to move up. Uh, the Burbank Temporary Aid Center held their 2023 gala salute to our superheroes at the Castaways. Stacy Schumacher was the year this year's Volunteer Legacy Award winner. So, congratulations to the Temporary Aid Centers, which does a lot for our city. They're there for whenever you need them. They don't have a lot sometimes, but whatever they have, they will give you. They will help you. They will be there for you. The Burbank Channel, under the leadership of PIO, which is Public Information Officer Jonathan Jones, won two Golden Mics. 
which we're very happy for, for the 2021 State of the City special titled Burbank, the Town Behind the Tinsel. So that was our, um, if you go to the State of the City, that was a video that was shown there, and they submitted for awards and won two of them. Um, so Jonathan Jones, it was shout out to Jonathan Jones, and of course his sidekick legend, because everybody needs a legend. And uh, we hope Jonathan Jones uh, continues. Well, he will. He does continue. He's one of the best PIOs that we've ever had in Burbank. He does a great job. He's very receptive. He's there for us. He cares. He lives in the city, and he cares about the city. And that's something that is sorely needed in Burbank. Is more of our city executives running, actually living in the city. The Qantas Club of Burbank held their Magic of Qantas 2023 annual gala at the mystical and enchanting Houdini Estate, and they raised $97,000. That's amazing. $97,000. And they used all that money for, to help groups out and to help out, you know, different organizations in Burbank. But that's a good, good one-night haul, you know, for any, any group. So shout-out to them for that. There was a small fire at the cleaners. In the 500 block of Glen Oaks, of North Glen Oaks, firefighters knocked it down in about 15 minutes, but I'm sure a lot of people uh, got more than a, uh, a permanent press on their clothes. I'm sure they got a little bit singed. Uh, I'm sure that's got to be a, a real thing going on when you go there and you pick up your clothes and they say, well, you know, it, it, your, your clothes is fine, except that one sleeve just kind of burned off. Oh, well. Hopefully they will. Back going. I'm not sure if they're back in business yet again or not, but um, you know, we hope, hope the best for them. Well, look at that. We've already got three months done. Let's move on to April. In April, we had a what they call a swatting call of a shooting at Burroughs. No arrests were ever made, but somebody called up and said there was somebody was firing multiple gunshots. And they gave a location in the school that really didn't exist. So that was the first red flag. Now, police have to go. They, they can't say, well, you know, maybe, you know, this is a false call because they didn't give us exactly the right location. But they have to go. They have to respond. They have to respond in a big way. And, uh, of course, it turned out to be false. But, you know, I'm sure some people were on edge. You know, just go ahead and get in the lockdown. And, you know, that's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that people get their, their jollies out of doing things such as that because, you know, that's a lot of stressful. You know, I, I'm sure every student now, I, I, when I went to, to Burroughs and, and my trip to the Burbank Unified School System, I never once had to worry about shootings, school shootings. That, that was never a thing. I can imagine what it's like nowadays. You know, um, I'm sure that that's in the back of every student's mind. I know that the, the teachers drill for it. Uh, I know the police and the fire department drill for it. Um, so I know it's in the back of the student's mind also, you know. And, you know, please, this will never have happened. In fact, don't let it happen anywhere, more or less, in Burbank. So, anyhow. Well, we had another, um, another some good news, Burbank Arts. Um, an education foundation announced funding of nearly $40,000 in its uh, spring grant cycle. So that was $40,000 to help out the schools in, um, 
in the arts. Money that's not being shipped in from the school district budget. So a lot of programs are disappearing. A lot of art teachers are disappearing. A lot of a lot of things are disappearing. And it's sad in a in a state city like Burbank, which is the media, media city capital of the world, that we don't have a little better a little better um job funding our arts and, and stuff because that's a it's a big thing here in Burbank, especially with all the studios and everything else. Well, Burbank-Lindale-Pasadena Airport Authority finally announced, they voted and announced that the new uh, design for the terminal, the new terminal they're going to build, I'm sorry, we call it replacement terminal. They don't like the word new terminal because people get freaked out with the word new. But you say replacement, it means the same exact size terminal. And it's going to be called the Icon. They announced that they, they decided out of the three, the three different designs that they're going to go with Icon after a vote. Um, it looks very nice. Um, I think it's finally going to move on after all these years of waiting and designs and funding and everything else going on. It's, it's finally moving now and we might actually have a new, uh, I'm sorry, a replacement airport terminal within the next two to three years open and ready for business in a little different location. So hopefully that's all going to work out. There was a. Unfortunate incident back in April of a man who killed himself after a traffic stop um, by Burbank Police. Uh, he was pulled over for a, a traffic violation, and the officer observed the, the driver, when he walked up to the car, had uh, ammunition on the floorboard of his car and told the driver, you know, please exit the vehicle. And the driver refused, and he drove away. Well, they didn't really chase him, but they did. We were looking for him, but they were not going to go in pursuit. And they let me report the car being seen at the corner of uh, in the the Chase Bank parking lot that's over at Alden Verdugo. And they saw that the, the man was sitting in the car, and they went up to yeah they got it all surrounded and went up, went up and he did not respond and it turned out that he actually had had killed himself for whatever reason, um, which is unfortunate. Uh, it's too bad that anybody would want to take their life for anything that that is, um, it can be worked out, you know? It can be worked out. It's not the only choice you have, and that's why we have our, our Birmingham Temporary Center and places like that that can help you, and they're there for you. Even if you just want to talk to somebody, but... That was an unfortunate situation, and uh, but it shut down the area for a long time, and we're sorry that happened. The Parks and Recreation Department hosted the annual uh, Tree City USA ceremony, their Arbor Day celebration, of course. This was at Stow Canyon Park at the Nature Center, where they once again planted a tree. I think they've been doing that for, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 years. Burbank has always been a tree city, although I don't think the pines I think Burbank's much of a tree city right now. We'll get into that a little bit later, though, but um, we've been to a lot of those ceremonies over the year. In fact, I think it'd be interesting to go back and look at some of those trees that were planted over the years and see how they've progressed. The Burbank City Council 
I'm sorry, the Burbank Council PTA honored 66 people at their 73rd Annual Honorary Service Awards. So, PTA people, you are very important. My mother was a PTA president at Jordan, now called Herta, but she was at, uh, and also involved in uh, PTA President Stevenson, and we still call it Stevenson, thank goodness, and involved the PTA at Burroughs also. So she was always enjoyed being involved and, and, and did a lot. You know, she put on the carnivals and, and things like that and raised money for the school and made sure we were happy. So, rest in peace, Mom. We appreciate it. Let's uh, move over to May. Well, in May, we had some ugliness. The Writers Guild of America went on strike. And that was the beginning of a, of a long process. And it was also the beginning of a lot of horn honking and traffic congestion by the studios and the residents who lived near there. We're waking up every morning around 6 37 a.m. because the picketers wanted to get out there for the morning news cycle. And they would take a break in the afternoon and come back for the afternoon news cycle. Then they would go home. It was they were doing it more for sometimes visibility to news than they actually were to be out there and have a full-time presence. Although there were always a couple out there, I guess. Uh St. Robert, let's see here. Oh, I'm sorry. Downtown Bourbon Cultural Market announced its expansion of operations to Saturday nights. So they went from just Fridays to Fridays and Saturdays. Um, and the market's open now every Friday and Saturday from 5 to 9.30 p.m. You can find the Culture Market on right, uh, Palm and San Fernando, uh, right in the AMC walkway area there. It's become very popular. There's a lot of booths set up, a lot of uh, trinkets you can buy and and check out. and. Uh, Something that you can always do. It's two nights now. It has been also. St. Robert Bellman hosted an immersive art show. So that was something that happened, and, and uh, their students got together and put an art show on for the public. We also had an incident of a man who entered the borough's campus through the parish gate and attempted to steal a sweatshirt. Um, he was actually run off by a student. So I'm not sure, we, you know, there was a report earlier in the day of a man who actually tried to steal a sweatshirt at the barber shop near um, Keystone Magnolia, and it might have been the same guy, probably met, met a homeless guy, probably looking for something warm to wear, um, but they were able to run him off, a student ran him off, actually. There was no campus security around at that area, so, but they did, the man left, and there was no incident. On a, on a positive note, it was we had we celebrated Police and Fire Service Day, and um, always a great event, always a great event. We we were in fact we did a uh, a live uh, podcast, and back then we were not doing video. So if you go back, if you go check our our podcast on your favorite platform, you go back to May of last year, you can hear all about it. I thought it was a really good podcast. We brought a lot of officials on, talked about a lot of different areas, and it was very informative. So if you have a chance to check that out, please go ahead and do it. Chamber of Commerce had their Excellence Awards. A lot of well-deserved businesses, and of course, our own Ross Benson received the Heart of the City Award. It was very 
taken back by that. We're very, very emotional about it and a well-deserved award for him. Uh, he does a lot for a lot of people, involved in a lot of organizations. I don't think people realize how much he tries to do behind the scenes to get things done right. And it was a nice way to be uh, recognized. So that was nice. Uh, let's see. The fire department had a, a pretty big auto fire pass from Riverside Drive, putting up a lot of smoke. So a lot of people were, were seeing it and, and we were getting a lot of, uh, Twitter action on it. Um, they found a well-involved auto in the parking lot. Uh, it was in the old FedEx, FedEx parking lot, a pass in uh, Riverside, whereas now FedEx has moved to the old, uh, Dales Jr., which became Toluca Mart on Riverside Drive, the 4300 block. Um, May also had, we had our graduations. Burbank and Burroughs graduated their students. A lot of ceremonies. Uh, there was a controversy that they were not allowed to have a stage. Uh, still trying to figure that one out because I watched a lot of other graduations, a lot of other schools, and it seemed everybody else had a stage. But we didn't have stages in Burbank, and the students were upset about that. And they never really had a a concrete reason why there'd be no stage. But um, anyhow. We also had an officer-involved shooting at Home Depot. And once again, I think it you know, basically was a suicide by cop situation where somebody came out of it, you know, called in. They called CHP and said they had a gun. They transferred to Burbank and Burbank responded and surrounded the guy and tried to talk him out. And he got out of his car and went into a prone position as though he had a gun and they had to shoot. You know, they can't, they can't wait and figure out what he has and what he doesn't have. When, when a guy goes into a position like that, you have to assume there's only one reason for that. So they uh, had to shoot him and he, he was uh, deceased on the, on the spot. No officers were injured, thank goodness. But bad situation. We also had our Memorial Day ceremony at McCambridge Park. And it was once again a, a very well attended and and a very nice ceremony. You know, all of our all our politicians got their chance to, to speak in the mic, which they all enjoy doing. And there's a lot of uh, remembrances. And um of course the condors flew overhead. So it was a, a, a nice event. Let's move on to June. In June, Laz Parking took over for the Burbank Parking Enforcement Officers. I think the Burbank Parking Enforcement Officer -er, or ERs that were still left have been absorbed in. But basically, Laz Parking now runs all the, all the uh, parking enforcement. So they actually work... Day and night, compared to before, it was just on the daytime for when Burbank did it, and they're patrolling all the areas. And um, one thing I've heard that they do, I know in the old days when when Burbank was doing it, if the street sweeper came by and then you parked your front of your house afterward, they wouldn't ticket you because they knew that the streets. If you're two hours of street sweeping and the sweeper went by, and and you weren't parked, that was fine. And if you parked there afterward, they wouldn't care. But the last people are kind of taking it right by the book. And if it says 8 to 10 a.m. and you parked there at uh, 9.54, even though the street sweeper's been by, they will ticket you. So, you know, they're not being mean. They're just doing what, they're, what the law says to do. So, that's, you know, just be aware of that, though. 
Well, let's see what else. Okay, so we had, and now it's also in June, after the year before, giving, actually, yeah, even, yeah, probably the last, in the last year, they ripped up our, Matt Hill, our superintendent's contract, and gave him a big new contract, even though his other one hadn't expired, it was supposed to expire in uh, June of 2023, but they extended him for another couple years, and then they basically, uh, he sent out a letter, district-wide letter, that um, Matt Hill had been placed on administrative leave, which was the first step in basically firing him. And by firing him, it meant because of the new contract, they had to give him a full year's severance pay. So instead of letting his contract not being renewed and letting it run out in, in June, now we were on the probably another $300,000 out of our pockets to uh, that blunder. Burbank police got together in, in one of their, their annual things, real positive things, that they, for the, they call the Flame of Hope torch run for the Special Olympics uh, and for the Southern California 2023 Games. And they run from the Tooth Lake border at, at Clybourne and Riverside, and they run up to the uh, police station. They, you know, they, have, they carry the torch, and it's usually a group of uh, you know, anywhere from 5 to 15 officers who, who run up there, and um, then they, they pass it off after that. But it, they run through the city, and they you know, have, they're have a police escort in front and behind, so they're safe, and they run in one of the lanes of traffic. But it's a a good gesture, and for the for our Special Olympics, Road Kings had a great car show at Johnny Carson Park, their big fundraiser. Once again, we were live that day with a podcast, and uh, you can check that one out too. Talked to a lot of Road King members. If you're a car person, you'd probably enjoy it. Also in June, we had some bear sightings up in the hills, and residents got upset. And the city held a community meeting at Stout Canyon Nature Center to more or less educate people about bears, what not to do, you know, how to how to live with them. And some people went up there and said, no, we want the bears removed. You know, how dare the bears be in the hills of our city? How dare they be where they've been before our city was here? Um, I, I, I've never, you know, I've never understood that. I know if a bear came down and was aggressive and he, he actually... Hurt somebody, they, they, they would euthanize him. But, you know, a bear's looking for food, and he comes down, and you leave your trash cans open with food in them. You leave, you know, food in areas. He's a bear. What's he going to do? You know? Yogi Bear, you know? Hey, boo-boo. Anyhow. Anyhow. Well, with that, we're going to take, we're halfway through the year of 2023. Let's take a little break, and we will be back in one second. How would you like your business advertised in this very spot? My Burbank Talks is looking for local businesses interested in a 30-second spot to appear in our podcasts. If you're interested, please email advertising at myburbank.com and we'll be glad to discuss all the exciting possibilities with you. Now, back to our podcast. Okay, Craig Sherwood back with you. We're Ross Benson and Craig Durling, who are both uh, with their families this Christmas, and we're, we're happy for them. Um, too bad the, the Lakers weren't with their families today because the Lakers did not show up for their game, basically, and let Boston kind of run all over them. Um, I guess they're not playing for the mid-season trophy anymore, so now it, now they're actually, um, you'll have to play games that mean something. Anyhow, 
We're going to move on to July. July of 2023. Burbank Fire Department had a graduation, and out of 25 recruits beginning in the academy, 15 made it through training and across the stage for graduation. So we got 15 new firefighters in Burbank. They will serve a one-year probationary term, at which time they will become a full-fledged member of the department. Um, and during that probation period, uh, they will be doing a lot of ongoing training. I know the rigs go out of service once in a while to do training with recruits. Um, recruits will have to present presentations on how to do things. Uh, I've been lucky enough to be around sometimes when a, a fire captain will t ask uh, a probationary uh, firefighter a question. Right, we're at this place, and a fire breaks out in the kitchen. How do you? What do you do first to solve the problem? You know, where you use water or dry chemical, whatever. You know, and the, and the probationary firefighter has to say exactly what he has to do and, you know, and all those types of things. They'll pull over and, and have them demonstrate a piece of the equipment on the, on the engine or the truck, depending on what you're assigned to. So it's an ongoing process. And um, after one year, they're reevaluated. And if they've made the cut, they are permanent then. So congratulations to our 15 people. Also back in July, there was a smoking backpack left on the Burbank Bridge. Now, on the backpack wasn't smoking a cigarette. It was, it was actually there was smoke coming out of a backpack that was left on the bridge. You had to call in the, close the bridge down. Uh, had to call in the bomb squad, the L.A. County bomb squad. And they went through the, uh, you know, all, all the, the means. And basically what happened is the backpack burned up. and all they had left was ashes. So they really never knew what was on fire, what caused the fire. You know, it could be one of those things where it was a, um, maybe a cell phone with a battery that, you know, these batteries lately are, are catching fire. It could have been one of these, uh, vaping things and it caught who knows, but the, the backpack was a total loss and more everything was just ashes. And, um, I'm not sure what the investigation they don't really follow up with us on investigations like that. So there was also uh, in in the police and fire, a man was shot multiple times in an alley in the 500 block of East San Jose Avenue around 10:40 at night. Uh, the man survived, but no arrests were ever reported. I think we'll probably yeah we might look into that and see what's going on. You know that's that's one of those things that you you know it's out of sight out of mind. But uh, we were talking the other day, and there were, you know, there's been a number of murders in Burbank over the last couple of years and shootings, and we never hear anything else about them. So we're going to probably start looking into those a little bit. Well, July was also a dark month as far as strikes go because the Screen Actors Guild also voted to join the writers on strike. So that meant everything was shut down. Um, I know a lot of people were, were working still. During the writer strike, to a point, if the actors were still shooting and stuff like that on on some of the sets, um, I knew several people who were working. But once the actors went out, that's when every union pretty much re regarded the strike being the thing and shut everything down. And a lot of people were out of work. Um, the nice thing is, everybody, if you were in a union. But not one of the unions on strike, not in the Writers Guild or the Screen Actors Guild. You could at least go out for unemployment still and, and, and collect that. But the two, the two unions that were on strike are not able to collect unemployment. Um, there was a bill that was 
tried to be passed by Senator Portino to give benefits to striking workers who initiate the strike, and the governor did not sign it. Uh, now Adam Schiff has actually put a bill in the federal government to give him those rights. You know, I, it's, I, I, I just don't think if you're a union and you're going to go on strike, which I think is, you know, I, I support you fully to do that. Well, you should have built up a, a strike fund and pay your people from that strike fund during your strike. Uh, I don't think that's up to the taxpayers to pay the people that, when they actually go on strike, when they call their own strike. Uh, that's kind of like, you know, what, then where's the, uh, you know, where's the pressure to solve it then? Where's the pressure to to um, come together and, and come up with an agreement? Because all of a sudden people are making, are getting money and it's not as important to them now. When they're not getting money, they want to, you know, they want to negotiate. And the producers, in this case, weren't making any money, so they want to negotiate. So, you know, one of the producers were making, you know, half their money and didn't need to negotiate, you know? So I think that's, it's, it's a good reason to negotiate when nobody's getting paid. Anyhow, that's my opinion. And what's my opinion worth? Who knows? Uh, let's see. The city process of running the Colony Theater was brought to light. Actually, my Burbank's associate editor, Lisa Pradis, um did an extensive investigation into how the, uh, how the contract was made and how it was done and found a lot of flaws in the process. And um, the city council actually took up the matter after, after the story came out, and they decided they were going to run the process instead. So um, I think Lisa did an outstanding job in the story and helped make a difference. Disney had a giant auction. Well, it wasn't Disney, actually. It was a private person who had a, a, a number of Disney auction items, and they actually rented out the old Bed, Bath, and Beyond. Bed, Bed Bath, and Beyond. For a display, all the old items, and it drew pretty big crowds just to see the all. And there was a lot of stuff in there, a lot of stuff that was very recognizable from Disneyland over all the years it's been there. So I think it made a lot of money. Now we'll go back to our Tree City USA story a little bit, where Burbank, of course, has been Tree City USA for 40 years. Uh, but on Niagara Street, the residents were up in arms with the impending citywide removal of 121. Al Papo, I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, Papo pine trees on Niagara and the area. The city house, you know, basically said, well, those trees are over 100 years old, and we don't want to take a responsibility if they fall down, so we're just going to remove all the trees. Not just the unhealthy ones, not just the ones who might fall, all of them. And the residents have been up in arms. Once again, they don't think the process was very transparent. They're just giving a notice saying it was going to happen, and the city council put a um, a pause to it. Uh, the residents are still having trouble t communicating, and so they've actually filed a lawsuit to get them to discuss the situation. So more on that to come. But those pine trees on Niagara, if you've ever driven down there, they're they're just uh, I don't want to say historic, but they're just you know it's it's its own little niche of the city. Um, the Burbank Historical Society hosted their annual member appreciation barbecue. Once again, my Burbank was there and not only did we do our podcast there, but we also got that one on video too. So please go back and check that out. A lot of history there. 
lot of history of the Burbank Historical Society. I mean, if you've never been there, pick a weekend out, pick a Sunday afternoon out, stop by there, take a look at the history of, they have amazing items, two-story building full of stuff. You know what, and, and when you're there, become a member, it's $20 a year. I mean, $20 a year, I'm sure you can afford, but really help them out. You know, they're a non-profit, nobody's making money out of it, there's, no, there's nobody in charge drawing a salary. It's all community members just, you know, trying to help the city out. So I do really, you know, recommend that. Last thing in July, uh, some tragic news. Uh, Roy Weingand, who was, um, who ran and biked ultra distances for a number of charitable causes in the community, uh, was killed when a pickup truck hit him while he was riding his bike to raise money for clean water for the Navajo Nation. Um, Roy was a very... Dedicated Burbank person. He spoke many times at city council, involved in many things. And, you know, his big thing was to raise money by bicycle riding. And it's just a, a tragic accident. And uh, we were sorry to hear about that. Time to move on to August. Uh, National Night Out was once again another great success. The Burbank Police uh, Command staff and the fire engines went to different uh, locations. And people held their parties in their neighborhoods and invited their residents, and they could just sit around and talk and get to know each other a little bit and, and all that. Which it's, a, it's a great event every year. In fact, I wish they would actually publicize it a little more in advance and get a little more um, neighborhood participation because I think that there's a lot more neighborhoods that maybe just don't even know about it who would like to participate. We also, in August, a serial arsonist was captured and arrested set 11 different fires in Burbank one night. In fact, we were, I think, on the air that night, uh, on a Monday night, um, doing our, our Week That Was podcast, and we kept hearing all these fire calls, you know, and it, it was all over the place, you know, just one after another. And um, um, both Greg and Ross went out afterwards and uh, shot one of the fires, and, and actually was there when they arrested the guy. And uh, strange. I was lighting trash cans and fire fires in uh, trash areas, and thank goodness nothing really did any real damage, but very capable of doing damage with you know next to a structure, you know. Also in August, it was another bizarre crime. We had our the sniffing bandit at Barnes and Noble who was caught on tape. Um, Glendale police actually arrested him, and and of course our DA decided the next day, okay, let him out. Well, Glendale arrested him again for uh, parole violations. Burbank never filed any charges. Burbank never arrested him, even though that crime happened in Burbank and it was on tape. The the, the girl put it on TikTok, and uh, just a very strange incident. But you, know, but you always need to be you know be aware of your surroundings wherever you are. Because you're in a store does not mean that there aren't bad people out there doing bad things. So always be aware of your of the areas you're in. Sad note, Bullers had to say goodbye to Pickwick. It was, uh, Pickwick finally shut down back in August, and uh, it was the end of a, an era. I think we've all spent time at Pickwick in the years. I know in junior high, I was in the Jordan Junior High School Bowling League back in the day. I think my, I have a trophy for like a 180 score or something, and um, it was a lot of fun, um, and now it's gone. 
I think round one now is the only place in Brubaker you can bowl. But, you know, let's face it, you know, if if it was doing great business, I'm sure they would never have wanted to sell it and close it down. But, you know, everybody is very upset about it. But every time I ask somebody, well, when was the last time you bowled it? Well, it's been like three or four or five years. Well, maybe that's why it shut down, because everybody has been there five years ago, and nobody's going there on a regular basis except some of the league bowlers. Um, Burbank Sunrise Rotary celebrated 35 years. And in over its 35-year history, Burbank Sunrise has contributed nearly $250,000 to local organizations like BTAC, Home Again LA, Family Service Agencies, and the VFW. As long, and with, of course, Kids uh, Community Dental Clinic. So, you know, what? big shout-out to Sunrise. 35 years. Um, anything that says Sunrise in it, though? Usually not going to see me there just because Sunrise and me just don't get along. Anyhow, moving on to September. We had another celebration. Burbank High celebrated their 115th year anniversary. And uh, they actually had a home football game that night and uh, had a lot of things going on, you know, that weekend. And it was a, a pretty neat event. Then, on the bizarre side of things, our mayor, Constantine Anthony, went to a Democratic fundraiser in the Santa Cruz Valley, and they were having what they called Drag Queen Bingo. And the Drag Queen gave him a swat on the rear end. Somebody, of course, captured that on video, and it went all over the place. Uh, when I, I said, oh, no, and I saw it, and on his Twitter, he changed his name to Mayor Spanky. I go, boy, not only did he try to get away from it, he just, he... <laughs> He doubled down on it, and it became a thing. Yeah, it became kind of embarrassing for the city, you know, and, and it got national news attention, which is too bad. You know, all the great things go on here, and we're, everybody's worried about that, which is a harmless thing. No, nobody, you know, it was a very harmless thing. But the problem is, is when you're an official and you represent yourself as an official, even though he was not there as the mayor of Burbank, you know, his, his Twitter did say Mayor Burbank, and that's where he tweeted that out on. So, of course, Mayor McSpanky or whatever. Uh, I will say this, though. He did come on our, our podcast, our Issues podcast, and he talked about it. He gave his side of it, and a lot of respect for that. We also had the changing of the fire chiefs. Okay, they call it a, a change of command ceremony. Where... um. Eric Garcia retired, and Danny Alvarez, who came back to Burbank from Santa Monica, replaced him. So, yeah, we have a, a new fire chief in Burbank. He was with Burbank Fire many, many, many years, and went to become a chief in Santa Monica, but only lasted there about eight months before he got the call to come back to Burbank. So, I'm very happy for, um, um, for Chief Alvarez. There was a fatal accident at the corner of Magnolia and Victory, a 24-year-old Saugust woman was killed in an accident. And I think many of you, many of you may have seen the uh, memorial that was there for, for a while in the corner. You know, tragic thing. Urban Press Winery in downtown Burbank was the venue for multi-Grammy award-winning singer Dionne Warwick to do a little singing. So, very famous uh, singer over the years. Still had her chops, I guess. And uh, um, I heard it was a, a great, great time. Dr. John Paramo was named the new superintendent of Burbank Unified School District. Um, 
since then, we've had a, actually a meeting with him. We talked about that, I think, last week or the week before. Had a great meeting with, with uh, Dr. Paramo. Uh, I think he's going to do a good job. You know, he brought, brought back uh, Dr. Oscar Macias back to the district also. Um, I think we need that core group of people who understand how the schools work. Um, hopefully they're going to outlast our school board members who are up for re-election this year. But that's a whole new story. Uh, the, the Family Pride in the Park had their second annual, uh, I guess, uh, oh, it would, what do we call it? The second annual adventure, second annual Monday, I guess. Uh, but they had it in McCambridge Park this year instead of on Magnolia Park. And I think it was a lot better venue. Um, it's probably the better place to have it. You don't want to shut down streets or, or traffic or things like that in Magnolia Park. You know, it's, that's a, really a business district, not a park district. So that went very well. The Writers Guild of America settled with the producers in September. Their strike lasted 148 days. Long time. But the act, the actors, they kept going. But at least uh, the, the writers had their side of the deal. One more uh, celebration was Middle Elementary School. They celebrated their 100th anniversary also back in September. And once again, a lot of people there, a lot of things going on. And, uh, you know, congratulations to uh, Miller Elementary. Moving on to October. Ooh, a lot of stuff in October going on. Start of the month with the Burbank Police unveiled their pink wrapped Ford Explorer. Um, in honor of October's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. They do they do it every year. They have one of their cars wrapped in, in pink and they use it for all their different uh things they go to and to raise community awareness. So it's always a great little thing. After a four hour council meeting where they interviewed everybody involved. The uh, city council awarded Burbank Center, the Burbank Center Stage contract back to the Colony Theater for a long-term contract, which was the right decision. Uh, Park and Rec had recommended to give it to the YMCA that had no professional theater experience, you know, and they were trying to say, well, it's a community theater. Well, yeah, but it's also run, you know, if you're going to, it's run for profit. And the Colony had the everything in place. And the colony is very welcoming to the YMCA to let them still run productions there and everything else. But right decision was made. Um, once again, really glad that Lisa did the story. It was brought out, and it was just too bad that, the, that it wasn't a little more open to start with, and it wasn't a little more fair to people. But in the in the end, they got it right. An 82-year-old Burbank resident was killed when she was crossing the street at Buena Vista and Verdugo. Um, tragic accident. It was not hit and run or anything else. It was just in, early in the morning, and somehow she was in the crosswalk, crossing the street, and and got hit, and did not survive. So, you know, we reach out to the family and say, you know, we're very sorry to hear about that. The um, Chamber of Commerce had their state of the city address or city city state of the city not an address, uh, but their their fundraiser, I would say, for the Chamber of Commerce at the Burbank Marriott. Um, Vice Mayor Nick Schultz uh, stepped in for Mayor Constantine Anthony and actually did a great job in presenting it. Um, the, the great thing about that is they're usually in and out of that place within, within an hour. 
Um, so it was very nicely done. Chamber did a great job. It was completely sold out. And uh, put that on your calendar for next year, too. I think you, you would enjoy going to it. The Road Kings got together, and they distributed $20,000 between five local nonprofit groups. Burbank Temporary Ed Center, the Boys and Girls Club, uh, the Burbank Police Foundation, Jack Aranda Housing, and the Burbank Historical Society. Each of these organizations received a check for $4,000. That's the, the car show they had back in June and a couple other things they do. And they once again, you know, they don't take the, that money and put it in their cars. They take that money and give it back to the community. So that's always appreciated. The City Council decided to fight the districting lawsuit brought on by Mr. Gutierrez that we've never seen, never heard of, um, and it's the right thing. I think the whole thing is, is a sham, and we should be fighting it. I don't think our entire city should be changed by one person trying to store money out of a city. So that's off to the city council for that. Uh, we had the big game, and Burroughs defeated Burbank in the big game, and they won their first Pacific League title since 2015. Then shortly afterward, the Burroughs coach Jesse Craven left to take a job at Westlake High School, which is a lot higher up, higher up rung. He's moving up the ladder. We actually did a, a Coach's Corner podcast with, uh, with Coach Craven a couple weeks ago, or last week, I think. Um, very interesting. Very He's on his way up the ladder. You know, he's 30 years old, and he's moving up the ladder. And don't be surprised if he's not a college coach in, within 10 years. I think he's uh, going to do well. Adam Coleman, the coach at Burbank High School, also left. First time in recent memory that both, both high schools did not have a coach for their football programs. Now, uh, Hector Valencia since has been hired at Burbank High, and, and Bros is still looking around. but. Um, you know, the Bros job, they're coming off a league champion title team, so there's got to be some talent there. So, you know, once you once you learn how to win, you don't lose that feeling very easily. Let's move on to November. We had an incident at Luther Middle School where a 14-year-old made threats against the school in a phone message, and somebody saw it and reported it to either their parents or somebody, and the detectives worked very quickly, found out who it was, and the parents of the student cooperated, and there was no violence or anything else, but unfortunate incident. Um, once again, and also in November, you know, we, Oscar Macias was hired back by BUSD to be the director of secondary education, which we're very happy about. The Screen Actors Guild settled their strike with the producers also, ending their strike at 118 days. Once again, that was a long time. And, and right now, I think uh, you're going to start seeing all your shows back on in January again. Um, the networks were scrambling. A lot of reruns going on. But during this time of year, anyway, the holiday time, they always have specials anyway. So I think they kind of got lucky on this one. The Keelers ran a fundraiser and, and brought in $17,000 to support the efforts of the... Of the uh, of the uh, genetics department at uh, Providence St. Joseph Disney Family Cancer Center. That's a mouth of mouthful. Um, Tequila's does a lot as it comes to fund. You know, they they do um, fundraising events for different 
groups in town, and this one was very you know personal to the owners of tequilas. Uh, we have a podcast um, with the owners that you might want to go back and listen to, and, and gives their experiences and why they do this. Um, but did a nice job. Tinhorn Flats case finally went to a judge for a preliminary hearing, and the case, basically the judge threw the case out. He said that the uh, um, the First Amendment side for Tinhorn Flats was being thrown out, and he called Burbank's side of the case mute because Burbank, all they asked for was that Tinhorn Flats could not do business in Burbank. The judge says, well, they're not doing business in Burbank, so why are you suing, what are you suing them for if they're not even doing business in Burbank? So he threw out, it's, he called it a mute case, and he threw it out. But it did award Burbank their court costs. And that's it, their court costs. And Burbank has never sued, as you'll see, it, we had a story out last week, Burbank never sued for the $300,000 that the city is out in enforcing the shutdown. To over $200,000 alone in police funding. And then you had to put the fences up and the water and power people to check out the pro. It, 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 was, it was a zoo. And it brought a lot of negative attention to Burbank. And at that time, you know, when it first happened, the city council seemed to be, we're going to do take this all the way. Well, they got to court and never sued them for damages. Or I say damages just to recoup the money that was spent by the city. So basically they were going to ask for $17,000 in court costs even though they've spent over $300,000. So taxpayers, this bill's free on you. Enjoy it. And you figure it this way. There's 100,000 people live in Burbank, and each one of us just paid $3 for Tinhorn Flats, that whole fiasco. Bad. Uh, the Burbank Unified School District president canceled a meeting with the city council because he couldn't get his inclusion item onto the agenda at the last minute. Um, they were willing to make all kinds of, you know, and I, here's the thing. Nobody, nobody was going to be against it to start with, but he wanted it on the, on the agenda so it could be talked about, we could all vote on it and, and all, you know, think around the campfire. Well, you know what? We didn't do it. They didn't, they didn't, the city doesn't just change how they do business because the, the school district suddenly wants, you know, say jump. So they've had a meeting since about trying to figure out how to figure out agenda items in the future. But for for Steve Ferguson to cancel that meeting, um, a lot of people have put a lot of work and energy into that meeting, and it was it was for nothing. You know, he also a year, a year or two before, a couple of years before, wouldn't invite the city council members to the. I heard a middle school opening either. Yet he tells everybody how well they work together. But they threw our city manager, Justin Hess, under the bus and said it was all his fault. And how dare he be at a meeting of city managers when he should be in Burbank doing city, the city's business. You know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. <laughs> um, okay, that's it for November. Now we're on to December. The month. That is. The city council has a regular organization, and now Nick Schultz is the mayor of Burbank. Nikki Prez is the vice mayor. Um, it, it, it was like a three-hour meeting for a one-hour, should have been a one-hour meeting. Um, it's just amazing how 
Everybody has to have their opinion and everybody has to be, you know, it's all attack. Everything's being attacked lately. You know, people don't like somebody, they attack them. Doesn't matter if they're right or wrong. They just want to attack. And people were saying things that, you know, Nick Schultz was going to appoint Nikki. You know, nobody appoints anybody. It's all by a three-fifths vote. So, know that if you're going to argue things, if you're going to complain about things, know the facts. Know the facts. The school board also had their reorganization. Uh, Emily Weisberg is now the president, and Armin Agajanian is the vice president. Hopefully, Emily Weisberg would actually stand up to take the uh, to take the uh, oath, if there is an oath. I'm not sure how they do things there, because their meetings are pretty obscure. Toluca Lake, our neighbor to the west, celebrated its 100-year anniversary. They had their, basically their Magnolia Park uh, um, type event on Riverside Drive and very well attended, very, very crowded. So it was a, uh, a lot of fun. Uh, as we mentioned, Hector, Hector Valencia was hired as a Burbank High football coach. And finally, finally, and we're about one hour into this, which is where uh, I wanted to be at the end. But volunteers are still needed to help decorate Burbank's float. You'd like to help decorate the float? The float's located in the public service building just underneath the Olive Overpass. Basically, you drive under the overpass, and uh, next to the Metrolink lot, you'll see a, a building right there. And you can park in that Metrolink lot and go in, and I'm sure they will have a job for you to do to put some roses on or, or to do, put some seed on or something. And... The neat thing about that is when you watch the parade the next day, you'll see the float go in the street, and you'll say, hey, I put that flower right there on that float. I did that. That's kind of a neat thing. That's a good community involvement thing, and, and hopefully um, we can come away with another award again as last year. So we will talk about that when it happens. Um, I haven't confirmed it yet, but I'm sure Ross will go down there and usually gets down there to shoot a picture for us. So hopefully uh, that'll be next week's thing. Well, that's it for 2023. I uh, appreciate you guys listening. You know, also in 2020, we started these podcasts. So that was on a personal thing for us. But we appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate your comments. We appreciate the feedback, good or bad. We read all the emails. Do the best we can. We're not professional audio people, we're just, you know, we're just guys who love our city and want to see the best for it and want to, and want to inform people what's going on. So that's it for another edition, well, the first edition of The Year That Was, Part 1. Next week is going to be The Year That Will Be, Part 2. Thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you later. My Burbank Talks would like to thank all of My Burbank's advertisers for their continued support. Burbank Water and Power. Usamano Real Estate Group, UME Credit Union, Burbank Chamber of Commerce, Game Credit Union, Providence St. Joseph Medical Center, Community Chevrolet, Media City Credit Union, UCLA Health, Tequila's Burbank, Logics Credit Union, Hill Street Cafe, Bertain Escobar Wealth Management, and the UPS Store on 3rd Street.